0: 30th, and uh, I am very excited to be coming back with another episode. Uh, I've been having a good week. I hope everyone else has. Uh, Just honestly, been uh, taking it pretty easy. Haven't had too much work after Uh, I did a couple jobs in uh, Phoenix a while back. But I've just been kind of taking my time to spend time with family, friends. Like to go to the beach a lot because, like you know, it doesn't cost too much and you can. I don't know. I can I could live at the beach if I if I <laughs> if I really had to. It's just a, it's one of those places where no matter what I do, it's like my mood is just kind of better just because the, the, I'm in an environment that I love. So I, I've been going through you know, Oceanside, uh, Encinitas, all the way all the way down even uh, Mission Beach, um, Mission Bay, Pacific Beach. You get it. I, I, I try to make a little like tour out of it almost. Uh, and, and you can go alone, you can go with friends, it's honestly overall like a, there's, there's really no downside in my opinion. But it's uh, crazy because it's it really hitting me now that it's, I mean, it's the 30th of July and this is the first time I've even really looked at the date in, I don't know, three weeks. <laughs> so it really hits me that, I mean, it's, it's almost the last month of summer, which for mo- a lot of you know, most of the population doesn't really mean too much. But like, when when you're a student, it's there's always almost that novelty of summer, that it's it's like you know, ever since you were a little kid, you looked f- so forward to summer break, and you, you like I would just I would just be counting down the days. I remember you know like you remember those little uh, uh what was it like you, those little ring things you make for Christmas at school? I don't, I don't know if anyone else did it, but like. You would, our teachers would have us cut out these like paper, these p- these rectangles of paper. Oh, fuck, I, how am I gonna explain this? <laughs> they had us cut out these strips of paper, and then you would glue them into rings, and then you'd like you'd glue the rings together and create like a chain. Chain, that's the word I'm looking for. You'd make chains of of the paper. You make 25 of them, uh, 25 individual rungs, and then each day, starting December 1st, you'd like Break a rung, and be like, "Oh, it's another day till Christmas," or like one day down till Christmas, and then it went all the way down to the twenty-five. That's the mentality that, like, I feel like I'd say ninety percent of kids growing up had, you know, to summer break. I mean, I feel like people were just really always anxious to just get there and have the freedom to do nothing. And now, I mean, within the past year and a half. I've had a lot of free time to do nothing. I mean, since March of 2020, I, you, everyone was at an excess of of doing nothing for a, at least a little while, and so it's kind of weird. Like I'm I'm ex, I'm extremely excited for the first time in my life to actually get back to school, and I'm like, what? I never in my life would I thought that I would actually like to like to go back to school. Even college, it's always like like the actual school aspect. I love college and I honestly do enjoy a lot of my, like the school aspects of college. But for the first time in my life, I'm like extremely excited because I get to finally actually go to a class again and see people again, like a, a large amount of people in in a school environment. So I don't know, I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully, hopefully that shit don't change and I know it could. So, recently, me and uh, Dom embarked on a little journey to Las Vegas for a trip we had planned with our f- other friends from Chico State. Uh, we planned it probably over a little over. No, it was just about a year ago. Uh, we, I'm not going to get too far into it because I'm going to. We're going to have a whole separate uh, episode where we bring Dom on and we do the whole recap, but it was uh, it was a great time, honestly, I, it was for kind of like a collective 21st birthday, uh, you could say that's, that's kind of what it was, because it was like when everyone turned 21, that's when we went, but it was a great time, luckily didn't uh, lose actually that much money at all, you know, usually you hear like the people, oh, when you're going to Vegas, watch out. Watch out. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe if you just like, uh, I don't know. I was like beforehand trying to find like, like looking up any possible way to save money. Like while I'm on the trip and this is just me being like, honestly excited to go. So I was just like, Ooh, let me look, look stuff up, trying to, <laughs> trying to get excited about it. So I was looking at like how to save money, just a little how to like free, free to do stuff. What's the cheapest stuff to do. And, uh, Honestly, as long as you didn't gamble your money away too bad, it was uh, it was actually not terribly expensive if you plan around it. So I would recommend it, like I said. But I'm really excited to get into that whole um, to get into that whole story with Dom. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. But uh, I've, like I said, ever since I got back, I've just been kind of kicking it. Spend a lot of time with my cats, which sounds sadder than it is, but. No, I have two, uh, my my family has two of, like, literally, I I think they're, like, the coolest, the coolest cats I've ever met. Like, in terms of, like, they, when we bought them, they were, you know, kittens. They were tiny little, I could fit them in the palm of my hand. And I had never been, you know, my whole life, I'd never been, like, a real cat person. I never really had cats to begin with, so I didn't really know, like, if they were cool or not. My grandpa and grandma had a cat and like my friends did sometimes. And it's just like every time there was always like that one like asshole cat. Why does my phone keep going off? i me turn that off. There's always that, that that one asshole cat that would just ruin your entire childhood experience. You know, it would slap you in the face whether it had claws or not. Like that was terrifying, man. And like when they, those cats that would just be all like weird and, and, and attack you out of nowhere. Like fuck those cats, dude. That's not who I'm talking about. I, you need to get the the plan to have a, a cool ass cat. you have to start with a dog. you have to start with with a, a small well I, a small or an old dog I, I don't really know we we started with with uh, puppies, but we had <laughs> we had two um i believe it was it was when we had actually. My dog Ella and her brother Sam. they we got them when they were the two golden retriever labs, and when we got them when they were tiny little things. Same thing; they could sit in the palm of my hand. But about probably a year after that, we got uh, we got our cats, and um, same thing. They were so small, and just those growing up together. Those two animals growing up together, uh, they very much act like each other. And now they basically just treat each other like one big pack. <laughs> and they lay with each other. They, they hang out with each other. They play with each other. And it's, it's wild to see because, like, I don't know, it really did open my world up to, like, how dope cats can actually be. Never would have known. Never would have known. But I'm still, you know, I'm still more of a dog person overall. I mean, you can't get, you can't get much better than a, than a dog, in my opinion. People who don't like dogs... I don't really understand, man. I like the people who like, I understand if you're not very like fond of dogs. If you're just like, you know, if you're a little intimidated, I understand. But the people who like straight up just don't like dogs, like how? How do you not like the, you know, perfect companion? You know, someone who's completely at your beck and call and loves it. (laughs) It's, I don't know, man. Whenever I walk home, whenever I walk inside my house, and my dog Ella. So we have three. I have three dogs right now. I, I that same puppy I was talking about earlier, Ella. We lost her brother. Rest in peace, Sam. Too young. But uh, shortly after he passed away, we got um, another dog by the name of Jasmine, who's this this big, chubby lab. Uh, she's a little bit older than Ella. But and then shortly after that, we got another. <clears throat> excuse me, small little beagle terrier named Roxy. And she is a uh, menace. I love her so much, but she's a menace. Always trying, always hunting something. Always trying to get out and explore. But I love, I love my dogs, man. I mean, sometimes I'll just, I'll literally just have like a conversation with them. Just, I mean, for fun. I just to just, just see their reaction of like, you know, I have three dogs laying down in my living room and I just start talking to them. Their head pops up, their tail starts wagging. I'm like you know, what are you guys doing today? How, then, you? you know, they're, they're, they're getting all excited thinking I'm trying to get them to do something, and I don't know, it's just so nice to have, like, to have some sort of companions there that are always just, they legitimately always have your best interest at art, I feel like. It doesn't get much more pure than a dog. I love that, man. And, I don't know, cats, I, the majority of cats I'd say I like. There's some out there that, that, Definitely uh, not too much of a fan of, but I feel like that's in the raising of the cat. I don't know. I could be wrong. Then I'm, I'm I'm very not knowledgeable about it, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> but in you know, I guess you could say more recent news. Uh, I took a little time before the show to check up on Chico, and just uh, pulled up a couple you know articles about just what's been going on. First things first. I mean, you, and I've been hearing about this even down here. Uh, I've been hearing about some fires in Northern California, which we unfortunately are pretty uh, familiar with, at least, uh, at least especially in you know Butte County area. And the most recent fire, I believe, it's the Dixie Fire, and if uh, there might be another one, but I, that's the one I keep hearing about. And just apparently one day ago, crossed into about two hundred forty thousand acres. I mean, man, I feel so horrible for all those people who are so affected by, you know, the 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 campfire, the car fire, and uh, you know, you could name a whole list of the fires in the past five years. Just every single year having that that same, like, having to endure the same season, you know, literally a fire season. It's it's crazy, man, and and I don't. I mean, California is really the only state I hear about all these huge fires going on. I mean, I could be wrong. I could just be misinformed in that, but I don't know, man. It's a, it's 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 crazy that every single year, you know, there's just these. Check. I mean, two hundred forty thousand acres. I want to see how many square miles that is. Oh, let's see. Oh, that's square meters. No. Three hundred and seventy five square miles. Wow. I mean three hundred and seventy five square miles. And that was up from when when let me see when it first started. I know this is so interesting hearing me talk. Or hear me type. So it started on july thirteenth at five fifteen PM and by now it has grown to two hundred and forty thousand acres. That's unbelievable. And I mean I I mean The biggest shout out to all of you know Cal Fire and every I don't know what what other fire organizations are out there fighting it, but I mean those those guys I mean they get a lot of recognition, but they still don't get the recognition they they deserve. I mean they're it's such a hard job too. I have a couple friends who are who are you know work work within Cal Fire, and there's so much that goes on behind the scenes of you know like behind the scenes meaning like. I mean like path I don't know what the I'm gonna sound like an idiot because I don't know the actual terms for this but it's like you know they have to clear a path or like a fire trail or something like that I think that's what it's called where they clear out these massive amounts of brush I mean by with you know hand tools and just a team of guys completely clearing out an entire you know uh, uh, untouched piece of land so you know there's weeds there's rocks there's I mean hard ground and you got to pick that you got to shovel it out and you got to clear an entire area just before a fire comes your way and you know it's it's hot as hell out during fire season it's even hotter cuz there's fire there there's smoke everywhere there's you know you're wearing all this gear I can't even imagine that shit dude I mean it's it takes a it takes a lot of uh, willpower i can imagine and you know i have an undying respect for those people who can who who put themselves in that situation all the time? So I mean, it's I I can only I can only remember back to when I was like a freshman year uh, when I was in my freshman year of, of college, 2018. We've talked about this before on the podcast, but uh, I, it was I forget the actual the exact date, but it was November. I believe it was mid-November. Uh, let me let me see November eighth, yeah. So the beginning of November, I remember waking up. We woke up probably, me, me and my friends, we were partying the whole night before. And so we woke up kind of late at probably, I don't know, like 11.30. And I remember, you know, because I was, I was living in the dorms at the time. So I remember waking up and I, I had it kind of like, you know, I didn't really use an alarm clock usually. I usually had my, I had my bed like kind of right next to my window so that, the, you know, the light would shine on me, at, you know, seven in the morning, eight in the morning and wake me up but this time i woke up i opened my eyes and my room was dark and i'm like what the hell i open the i open my blinds and it's like it's like nighttime and i'm like what there's no way i slept all day and i mean i like look at my phone and it's like 11:30 a.m. So I'm thinking, what the hell and then i walk outside and you know anyone who's been near a giant fire or like you know been through Something like a giant fire, you know just that that eerie orange glow in the sky that like everything is just this dark black mixed with orange that's you know it's 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 just this eerie eerie darkness, you know. And I remember when I was a little kid, you know we had, I, I had a few fires while I lived here in San Diego from you know when I was born to when I was eighteen. Probably about three to where we were, like, threatened with evacuation and only, I think, two of them we actually had to evacuate. But it was just like a flashback to, like, when I was seven years or eight years old, eight years old? Yeah, 2008, I believe, where he had really bad fires down here in San Diego County, where I would I would walk out to the uh, outside my my front yard of my house, my because I live up in the mountains of north San Diego County. And we would overlook, you know, just a bunch of mountainsides. And I remember walking out and seeing just the whole gigantic, you know, 5,000-foot mountain uh, across from my house completely on fire. And I was kind of, I was young enough to the point where I was like, I was kind of just like, like psyched to like see a fire which was, you know, fucked up to think about. But, like, I was a little kid, so I didn't really get the situation. And then all of a sudden we had to leave, and, and you know, we had to stay by the ocean, which it was kind of, I mean, luckily nothing happened to our house, so I can say that it was kind of a fun experience. But I know a lot of people who uh, would not agree with that, and it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, but... um th- my freshman year for the campfire, I remember we we walked out and, you know, the, my friends got up about the same time. We all were thinking, like, what the hell is going on? And then the second you open the door and you smell that smoke, you know, it's just like, okay, this is like, this is something big and it's something close. And, you know, there's ash falling everywhere. And so you're like, this is really close. And uh, then we figured out that it was the town of Paradise, right, right next to us. And I didn't really, at the time, know that you know, I didn't really know the geography of the area. So I was just kind of like, I don't know. I was like in in like a confused daze the whole time of just like like I don't know what's gonna happen. I hear some people saying, "Oh, we're fine," you know. This thing is gonna this thing is gonna you know shift the other way, and it, it's gonna be fun. And other people. Say, uh, oh no, it's coming for the town of Chico. Like like we gotta get the hell out of here. That's coming for Chico and you know, that freaked a lot of people out in, in Chico. I mean and I could see why. It looked it looked like like straight pandemonium for a, a while, at least from where where we were. And we could see on, on Skyway the you know, the line of cars trying to get out get out of paradise and it was it was you know, one of the most sobering things you can see. And, you know, at the time, you know, as the whole time that was going on, the more we were learning, I was learning about, you know, just how crazy this was. And so I remember by, I think it was like four o'clock in the afternoon, we were like, all right, we're going to get the hell out of here. Because, you know, school was canceled for, uh, it was the week before it was the week before um, Thanksgiving break, so school was canceled actually for a two-week Thanksgiving break, which kind of worked out because I could just. I we ended up going uh, with my friend to Sacramento to you know just get out of there just in case, and I was able to fly home the next day I believe or in the next two days I can't remember but that was one of that was one of those experiences that like. Very much changes your perspective on things, for me. And the thing about that is my, my experience with this is pretty much nothing in comparison to even some of my closest friends. I mean, Levi, our producer on this show, was from the town of Paradise and was you know severely, severely affected by it. And it's like, when I, I can't even imagine the struggle of going through something like that. I can't even imagine, just like losing your house all of a sudden. I'm not just losing your house, but losing everything. And that is, it's you know, as a kid, as a kid, like I said, I grew up with where we heard about a lot of fires. We have, you know, I had a friend, I had a friend from high school whose house burnt down. And even then, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really get. The effect of like your house burning down. Cause, you know, it never really been close in my life. But then it's like after this, I realized just how much you lose everything. And the fact that I, I like, I have the utmost respect for these, for people who did lose everything and they're bouncing back. And I understand how hard that would be to even to even just get your feet on the on the ground and think like I'm gonna take on another day I mean after that man it'd be hard to get out of bed but I see a huge resilience with a you know a lot of people that lost everything and they're doing everything they can to rebuild their life and that's it's so cool man that's so cool and it's I wish the best for everyone in this fire season, and and it's just something that I think we, as a state and as a people, the people of California, I really hope we can figure an end to this problem, because it's it's horrible hearing these stories every single year, but we're waiting on that first rain of the season. Actually, I don't even know if Chico got any rain this summer, because I wasn't up there, but... We actually got a little bit of rain here in San Diego, ironically, but that's always a—it's always a sigh of relief because you're like, okay, the, you know, it's not going to be just dry as fuck the whole time and hot, and the season's finally kind of starting to change. Except for those summer rains, they, they can start those, you know, those hot, humid, rainy days, which I still like more than more than just hot. I'll take a little humidity if it's going to mean I can get some rain, man. I love rain. I, I, as a kid, like, and when it would rain outside here in San Diego, dude, we never got that shit. I mean, it was, it would rain. Like, I mean, my whole life we were in a drought. Uh, I don't know really what that means because my entire life we've been in a drought, but we've always been in a drought. So we never got that much rain here in, in, in California. Uh, so whenever it did rain, <laughs> we I would be outside, like, taking it in, dude. I would go in, the second I would wake up and I'd see there's clouds in the sky, I'd be going outside just waiting for the rain. Like, it was just, it, it was my favorite thing. I remember I would play, like, any chance I can get to where we could play football in the rain with like me and my friends in the neighborhood, oh my gosh, dude, the second... Drops started pouring down. I would be. I mean, we didn't have phones back then, so I'd be going knocking on my neighbor's door. Like, we got to get to the biggest lawn and play football right now because you come back muddy, you come back all like, you know, banged up. But it's fun because, like, you know, you're a little kid and nothing really—at least nothing really happened to us. Actually, some kids broke their arms and stuff like that. But that's just what happens, you know. If you if you went through your if you went through the ages of of you know five years old to 18 years old and didn't break something what were you doing man nah, i'm just kidding but I, I broke my fingers i don't even know if that counts but i don't know i feel like uh you, you know you bounce back as a kid much more than you do when you're an adult i mean i try to drink my milk every day just so i don't have to test that theory but i dude man even when i broke my fingers that sucked dude it wasn't even like i mean the pain obviously really sucked I, I broke them in a, my, the last high school football game I had when I, uh, my, of, of our, our, chief, it was our, I can't even talk right now. It was our championship football game of our senior year of high school. And I, uh, I was a center, and I was, you know, snapped the ball, and I drove the guy in front of me into the ground, pancaked his ass, but... In the process of serving said pancake, you know, my hand was on the ground, and one of the other players, you know, on the other team. I'm not saying it was intentional. I'm not saying it's not. All I know is that motherfucker dove headfirst into my hand, and uh, my fingers went sideways. My my index and middle, uh, just my middle finger didn't break, thank goodness. But it was very, like the joints were all fucked up and my index finger we couldn't save those bones they were they were broke so i ended up having to get this giant ass cast all the way up i mean just for my finger it had to go all the way up to my you know above my elbow or not above my elbow it was like right to my elbow so i could kind of bend for the most part and man dude i forget i mean i luckily i you know, never got another cast again because I remember that shit sucked. And I hope I don't have to. I hope I don't have to. I'm just going to, that's like one of the main reasons why, why I want to work out. is just so I don't have to, just so I hopefully don't hurt myself. Like I've seen, you know, you see that video. I, I, I hope, I mean, I don't hope that people saw this video because it's pretty horrible. But the comedian Tom Segura has that pretty famous video out now of, I think, I don't know, many months ago. Probably six months ago when he was playing basketball uh, against Burt Cresher and went up for a dunk and snapped his patella tendon and snapped his arm at the same time. Like watching that and just like it almost makes you it almost inspires you to get into the gym <laughs> just to just to just to be like, I wanna like strengthen my tendons so they don't do that to me. Oh man, and I and like thinking back to like football too, I remember seeing so many injuries of like right in front of me, just ACLs, uh you know, arms. Uh honestly though, if I have to say, I have to say the most gruesome injuries I saw was PE, not gonna lie. It was PE. I've seen Actually, I didn't man, it's one of those things where your mind your mind uh like it implants something in your, that you saw something in your head. I didn't actually see this, but I saw, I didn't see it occur, but I saw afterwards, uh, this guy in the grade below me, they were playing softball in PE. And, uh, this individual, he was pretty fast, you know, he's known for being pretty, pretty darn fast. And he, uh, rounded the bases, you know, rounded first, rounded second, rounded third, going for home. I think it was it was either softball or it may have been kickball, but essentially the same thing. This dude's round at home and he goes to uh, slide head first, compound fracture in his arm, bones out of the skin. Like oof. Like I can only imagine. Like ugh. I, I think I think I would I would pass out. I, you know, I would. I think I would, cause like just thinking about it, it gives me shivers. Just to actually see like your bone sticking out of your skin, fuck, dude. Oh my gosh, like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm passing out and I'll, I'll gladly wake up in the hospital when my arm is reset. Oh man, my another one, another good friend of ours catching the football with the, you know, he was a wide receiver. Just caught the football a little bit wrong pulled off his glove and his same thing his bone his actual bone you know broke the skin and was sticking out of the skin and that was you know just something like catching a football that can do it to you man I want to know It's and if anyone listening has this like has stories of like Especially the P, the P.E. injury. There's something, and it's it's horrible to say, but it's like, there's something kind of funny about P.E. injuries. I mean, I've had my fair share, and luckily there was no breaks. I, I only, I like pulled the fuck out of muscles. I've like twisted ankles, like embarrassingly, you know, and just, you know, stuff like that. Fallen super hard. I, I don't know. I would, the worst, probably the worst, and then this, this. Is something I haven't thought about in a long time because I haven't been haven't been in a gymnasium in a long time. Now that I think about it, because I don't really play much basketball, so when I go to the gym, I don't really use the court. But dude, that court burn or court rash or whatever it was, it was like turf. Well, turf burn is in the same realm, but the court burn when you go if you slide, they fall and slide on that on that hardwood floor. Of a basketball gym, and your, you know, your pants like melt into your into your skin, dude. I remember one time when I was a little kid, I had sweats on because I was, dude, I rocked sweats all the time when I was a kid, like those, literally breakaway sweats. I don't know what the fuck I got breakaway sweats, but I had like three pairs of these things, dude, and I would wear them. (laughs) I would wear, dude. I was like, oh man, probably from the ages of like, I don't know, six six to like nine. I would wear these breakaway sweats. But I didn't know they were like I didn't know what breakaway sweats were. So I would wear them with just underwear underneath and like you know, I was totally covered in stuff, but then we play we'd play, you know, tag or something in recess and I'd be juking the hell out of someone and they'd grab my pants and they'd break away my pants, man, and I would be in my underwear in the middle of recess. I mean, what worse what worse circumstance could you be in? At eight years old, man, you're in the middle of the the big field, practically naked. I mean, that's when you're in your underwear. That's as good as naked when you're a kid. Like, what the hell was my parents? Let me wear breakaway pants to school. They didn't question it. They didn't question it at all. <laughs> oh man, I and I, I, maybe they thought that I had like shorts underneath and I was just going into class and breaking away my pants. I'm, like, I'm hot, bro. <laughs> Take take off my breakaway pants. I don't know, man. I haven't seen a pair of those in God knows how long, and nor do I really want to. That's a that's a road I don't want to go back down. I had I had no sense of style till literally till I was in like my sophomore year of junior year of Stevens. No, yeah, junior year of high school. That was like the first time that I ever like it dawned on me, like, oh man, dude, like, not only can you Look better, you know, with your physical appearance, but your clothes—they matter, man. That never occurred to me till I was junior, a junior in high school, and so I had no sense of fashion. You know, I was just like a shorts and t-shirt guy my whole life. I used to be a basketball, like I said, breakaway pants and basketball shorts and all that stuff. And finally, I discovered, like, hey, man, girls really like it if you look, you know, presentable in your clothes as well. So. I bought my first button-up shirt. That was life-changing, man. You actually realize that you can <laughs> you can look good, and that people kind of make their first assessment based off what you're wearing. I knew I was doing it to people. No matter what you say, it's it's we all we all don't want to be judgmental, and that's a great thing. We're not like you know if you if you're actively trying to be a less judgmental person, it's a great thing. I encourage that for everyone, but you can't deny the fact that you do make your first assessment based on pretty much what the person's wearing and just this overall kind of their, their appearance, their upkeep, how, how, how they're presenting themselves. And so it's like, you know, it just took me 16 years to realize that. And uh, that's okay because at least I did kind of realize it. And nowadays, it's, I'm, still, I'm still kind of trying to learn more. I don't, I don't know. I'm just really glad that the breakaway pants stopped. I think it was by the third time I got pantsed. I was just thinking like I don't like this. I don't like this. I'm I'm done. I'm done with sweats and I didn't wear sweats anymore. Oh, but getting back to why I brought up the sweats. When you I slid on that basketball court on my knees with sweat sweats and I I had sweats like like whatever that the uh the material is like polyester or something embedded into my knees for about 5 weeks after it was just my knees were like plastic cuz it slid on <laughs> it slid on my knees and the you know that friction it like melted holes into my into my my pants my sweatpants and you know that material has to go somewhere it don't just disappear so it just Went into my legs, so my legs had a little like polyester spots for about five weeks. And um, you know, you live and learn. I never did that after. I never, I never slid on the on the gym floor. You know, these things. You sometimes you gotta let a kid hurt themselves and make a fool of themselves because they won't learn any other way. And uh, my, my my life is a uh, big collection of that. And I'm you know I'm grateful for most of it. <laughs> But what else is going on in Chico? Let's see. The first headline I see, and this is, uh, you know, not uncommon, is Chico homeless man assaults someone with a skateboard in Bidwell Park. Now, uh, this, you know, it sounds like a, you know, it sounds like just a typical headline you see in Chico nowadays, unfortunately. But it kind of goes a little, I don't know, it strikes a chord with me because it's, it's, it's something that I... It's somewhat controversial, and it's it's a subject that is hard to talk about because you're talking about human beings. You know, the homeless problem in Chico is a big is is an issue. No matter what what way you try to paint it, it is an issue. There's a lot of homeless individuals, and there's a lot of incidences that are have been caused by homeless individuals. And I'm you know I understand a lot of it's a lot of these people are falling on real hard times, but there's a lar- there's a percentage of, of these individuals that are dangerous. And, and you know, you have camps, you have camps of, you know, 20, 30, 40 people. And these camps show up next door to houses my house, in particular, I have thirty individuals living right next to me. I mean, they—they just showed up one day, and since then, I mean, you—I've seen people getting assaulted. And, then, and since I've lived at my location that I live in, I've seen it all. I think I've mentioned it before. You know, I've seen murders, I've seen arsons, uh, multiple assaults. Shootings, stabbings, you name it, dude. And since you know this whole camp moved in, it's it's it makes me uneasy because I've seen all this all this stuff go down and now it's like these guys are in my backyard, literally in my backyard. I could I look out my window and I I could wave to them, <laughs> you know. I've had my friends get uh, just randomly assaulted in the middle of in the middle of the street. Just walking down the street I mean, you know you always have to be on your guard walking down a street at night that's just <clears throat> that's just how it is. but you know I've had friends who were simply walking down the street and you know this, an individual was really aggressive out of nowhere and took it out on this innocent guy walking down the street and knocks him out. I mean, these are the kind of things that that are driving people out of out of cities, you know. Uh, I, I don't you can't deny that there's there's a large move from LA out, uh, you know, a lar- large move out of the Bay Area. There's there's also an influx of people coming in, not gonna lie, but there's there's a reason why people are leaving those areas. New York City, for example. New York is coming coming back, so they say, but it's also unfortunately rife with crime as well. It's sad, man, and something has to happen. I I am not I'm not going to try to say I know what I know what to do cuz I don't. I'm 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 an idiot. I don't know what to do. I it's uh, all I know is I'm I'm lo- I'm a, I'm with people who are who are getting uncomfortable. You know, it's uh, it's been a no- noticeable change in 2 years. In just 2 years. Then again, Thinking about it, it's like, well, I don't know where I'd want to go. I mean, California is, we, California is amazing. It's a beautiful, beautiful state. I, I, I would argue, you know, I haven't seen all 50 states. But I would argue that without even seeing all 50 states, it's the most beautiful. And that's just, that's, you know, subjective, obviously. But I don't know where I'd want to go. Where else? I... I enjoyed Florida when I visited, but then again, you'd have to live in Florida, and that's a challenge. From what I hear, I've I only went on vacation, and I know my vacation was great, but that's a vacation. Uh, Texas, I've had a lot of friends move out there, and you know you hear about that all the time in in the news nowadays. Like, the, there, there there's a lot of people moving there. It's a it's you know absolutely booming out there, but then again. I find it hard to beat my hometown of San Diego, despite it being horribly expensive. And I I legitimately don't know how I would afford it. But I luckily have, you know, my family here. So I have, you know, I have a place to stay for a little bit. Although I can only, I can only, you know, deal with that for so long. I can only deal with living at at home for so long before it's like I, I need to get back to my own place which you know I absolutely love my parents and anyone I'm sure anyone can really can really uh, uh, most people can really understand what I'm trying to say you know you love I love my parents I love everything about them but you know I gotta get back to my space every once in a while where it's like you know I can go at my own speed and that's just totally normal I used to not be like that at all man I used to have a horrible Uh, anxiety about being away from home. I had, and this is, I think, I don't know if I've talked about this before or not, but it's, that was my, my absolute biggest fear. My whole life was um, like being out of my home for some reason. You know, I had, I had a lot of weird kind of phases of things that would that would bring me this horrible anxiety that I had my whole life but for some reason that the staying especially staying overnight somewhere outside of my house always always brought me so much like dread to where I would make up excuses for everything dude everything and it got exhausting and got to the point where I was just like I mean I was so ashamed of it for some reason that it wasn't. I mean, looking back, it wasn't a huge deal because I'm I'm completely fine now. Like I said, I like need my space. Now. I need <clears throat> to be out of my home and I need to explore, kind of. Just just whether I'm in my hometown or not, I need to be on my own. But I couldn't even imagine that before, and I was so ashamed of that fact. And looking back, it's like it doesn't really matter. I mean, people might have given me a little shit for it, but that was like. Oh my gosh, dude, I couldn't imagine, like, I thought to myself, like, I can't have people know that I'm, I'm, this terrifies me. So every single time there was a, there was a, you know, sleepover or, or you know, something where I had to be overnight, I, there was some sort of excuse. And, uh, now the people who are listening to this, that like knew me throughout, you know, elementary school and middle school, and now you know why, now you know why I was never at that stuff. but we're all good now, I swear. I swear, worked a lot of stuff out over the years. And I'd like to say I came out pretty normal. <clears throat> I like to say. Then again, you know, I can, I've can. i been talking to a microphone with no one in front of me for like an hour almost. So maybe I'm not so normal, but I'm okay with that. And that's, a, that's something I think about a lot. Like Whenever I see people from, you know, high school or just like people I haven't seen in a long time, especially, you know, authority figures of mine, like if I saw old teachers or friends' parents or, you know, stuff like that. Like all I can think about whenever I see like that person is just like I have to go make sure that they know I'm not like a I'm not like screwed up. Like I I I made it. I'm okay. <laughs> At least you know, I I've a good head on my shoulders. I hope they uh, I hope they see the same. But I'm starting to get really hungry. It's like almost noon and I haven't even eaten breakfast, which I I'm one of those people like I uh, I used to be the kind of person that could not function without breakfast, which I still kind of am because I'm like, I'm like starving. It's it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's 11, not almost 12, but it's 11. I'm starving. But I recently started to try to do um. If anyone kind of pays attention to like uh, health and fitness news, I guess you'll see a lot of talk about intermittent fasting, which I was so like skeptical at first when I heard about this because, you know, fasting, it's like, I don't want to be starving myself because you hear all these things like, oh, it helps me, you know, lose weight. It helps me in my like overall health. And I'm like, you think to yourself, like, I don't want to not eat like that just sounds so like you're just depraving yourself that's what you hear that's like that's like what you're taught like like weight loss 101 is don't completely deprave yourself of like all oh, don't f- starve yourself because that's not healthy but after doing a little bit more research you know and uh actually getting to try it out for myself it's uh it was kind of crazy how 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 much it really does kind of change the way you feel overall. Like I'm hungry. I, I try to eat usually at noon or one, um, noon or one, just because that's, you know, I, my last meal is usually at about seven or eight. So I try to get a very big chunk of time. I, some people do like 16 hours. I don't really like get a certain amount of time. Maybe that's bad, but I usually just shoot to eat at like 12 or one the next day. And uh, I wake up in the morning, and, you know, my first thought is, like, I need food, man. Like, I'm, my stomach just feels like it's shrunken on itself. You know that feeling when you're just so damn hungry that you're, like, nauseous? That's me every single morning. But then, you know, my, I go and I just drink one cup of coffee, and instantly... It's like, I feel better. And that pretty much, you know, just, just get, I I sit down, I start doing something. Usually I start working on music right away in the morning. Uh, It's just, I, I find myself like the most creative right when I wake up. So weirdly enough, I don't know why, but, um, so once I start getting into something like, like music or whatever I'm working on, it, uh, really kind of just takes my your mind off that. The fact that you didn't eat, because your body, especially if you're like me and you have a few extra pounds to lose, your body can go a little while without eating, you know, and uh, as long as you're getting the right amount of calories per day, you're, you're going to be okay. I mean, even though it might be uncomfortable when you wake up, but you know, man, sometimes I lose that battle. Not going to lie. Sometimes <laughs> the temptation gets me and, and I, oh man. There's nothing like going to like a diner, like right when it's you know like sub 10 a.m. sub 10 a.m. So you're in there with like the diner crowd. I don't know what I don't know if it's just like a childhood thing that I like it or just like I don't know maybe it's because my parents watch Seinfeld all the time when I was younger. But I I love going to a good diner. And you've heard me and Dom talk about the farmer's skillet here there in Chico. That's like the I mean. I mean, it, it, I like we said before. They never, they don't sponsor this podcast, but they don't even have to. I will f- say that's the best fucking breakfast place in Chico. Finding your spot though is like I feel it's like it's so important. You know, you can y- you can tell a lot about a man by the type of diner he goes to when he for breakfast, the type of diner he chooses. You know, you can tell a lot about a man, and there's certain telltale signs. About how good a diner is. You know, when you get in there and I'd say 80% of the clients, first of all, when you get in there and it's before 10 a.m. and the place is more than 80% full, it, that's a good sign. Great. I mean, obviously, the place is busy, it's got to make some pretty good food. But even better is if 80% of that crowd is above 70 years old. That's how you know you have struck gold. You can't tell you you can't tell too many people about that good spot because you don't want it to get out. Once it gets out, out past that seventy plus crowd, it loses its novelty, man. I mean, at least for me, at least for me, I like I like me and Dom always talk about it, man. It's like you be sitting there, and you be sitting there in Farmer Skillet, and uh, you hear behind you like like the most basic. You know, 70-plus conversation. Like, oh, well, I got this instruction manual for my printer. And it's you're endlessly entertained. I don't care. It's like I'm entertained like one of those 70-plus-year-olds watching 60 Minutes. Like, I'm just observing. I instantly, like, fall in love with whatever person is talking. I mean, it's just like, how could you not? These people... (laughs) There's so many like the, you'll see you'll see a group of like uh like 6 or 7 like dudes walk in all with their vet hats on just shooting the shit and you're like I need that when I'm older like I need to be those guys that come to the diner every single week every single week on the same day and, the, you know, the, the wait staff knows them. They instantly serve them coffee. They instantly give them whatever meal they usually get. I need, <laughs> I need to have that camaraderie once I hit, you know, the 55 plus or 60 plus or whatever. It's, I don't know. It's cool to see. I, lo- I love me and Dom always just <laughs> joke about that stuff because it's like, and plus by the time, I mean, we go, there, we go there often enough to where we're starting to become almost like the, uh, the regular crowd or like the honorary 70 plus. I mean, we have like the the managers know us, you know. We, we we get that coffee right away, and the service is impeccable. I don't know. I'm, see, it really sounds like I have they they paid for an ad, but I swear, I can. Oh man, I'm I'm about 600 miles from Farmer's Skillet right now, but I'm tempted to make that drive. I'll be there by oh shit, what would that even take me? I'll be there by like midnight. <laughs> I'll be sitting in line for tomorrow. But, yeah, I'm going to definitely have to go make some breakfast pretty soon. It's just a matter of I don't know what. Because breakfast is, like, my favorite meal of the day. But it's, like, the meal I least like making. I love cooking, usually. It's just breakfast for some reason. It's, like, so basic, usually, that I hate to cook it because it's, like, a waste of, like, clean pans and shit. And then i got to clean all that. I'm like, ugh. Much rather go get like a breakfast burrito or something like a good breakfast burrito, dude. Oh man, it's hard to—it's really hard to to beat like Mexican breakfasts in general. Even though a breakfast burrito isn't really like a Mexican breakfast, whether it be a plate like machaca and eggs is like one of my favorite things of all time. Um, I mean, a breakfast burrito with just potatoes—if uh, they the bonus bonus points if it's hash browns, man. If it's crunchy hash browns. There's one spot in Oroville. Anyone who who has the absolute privilege of going through Oroville within you know any time in the future, uh, <laughs> right off Montgomery Street, there is a little. I think there's two of them within Oroville, but I wouldn't. I always go to the one on Montgomery Street. A little taco, like taqueria stand called Bulldog Taqueria, and they sell like sell like burritos, hot dogs, and like slushies and coffee it's like kind of odd selection but they're open 24 hours dude 24 hours so any time of day you can go through there and i'm telling you it is the best breakfast burrito i have ever had in my entire life something about it they they like it's it's weird they they serve it to you like i said with those crunchy hash browns a little bit of grease on there not too much you know, they're loaded with eggs, they're loaded with uh, beans, which is important. You can't, if you're serving me a breakfast burrito without beans, man, that thing better be $5 or less. I'm not paying anything more than $5 if I'm not getting beans, and I, I stand by that. But um, what else do they got on there? What else do they got on there? The salsas, like, I don't know what the, what they do for salsa, but it's like impeccable. And then the cheese, I don't, so this might be a hot take. I don't know if anyone really agrees with me or not on this, but they take a a good number of, or good amount of cheese and they put it on there so that it doesn't fully melt, which usually in like every other burrito, you want that cheese melted. I don't know why, and maybe this is my own opinion, or only my opinion rather, but when they when they serve me that burrito, the breakfast burrito at Bulldog Taqueria on Montgomery Street in Orville, when they give me that breakfast burrito and the cheese is not melted, it makes it so much damn better. I I don't know what it is. Maybe call me crazy. I don't care. I stand by that opinion, and I encourage anyone who, like I said, has the utmost privilege of traveling through the beautiful city of Orville <laughs> uh, to check out that place because that's I mean. It's fucking delicious dude. I, I absolutely love it. And I'm talking about this now I'm getting so hungry but I can't get one of those burritos so I'm just gonna have to settle with some some eggs and sausage or something you know shout out Tristan but it's been a it's been a great episode talking with you guys. Honestly, it flew by really I like 53 minutes already and I thought I was just getting to like 30. so I'm gonna sh- cut it uh, a little under an hour here. I'm gonna be spending the day out in uh, at the beach because it's a beautiful day for that, and I can't get enough of the beach, especially now that I'm here. I got to take advantage of it. But once again, thank you guys for tuning in, and um, you can send us stories, comments, uh, concerns, you know, questions, all to orangehousepodcast at gmail.com as well as you can DM us on Instagram at OrangeHousePod. And we will see you next time. Thank you guys for tuning in.